What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Know Your Worth podcast. Today we have a very special guest, one of my good buddies on, Christian. And this kid is someone that I met. Not kid, you're a man, bro. My bad. A man that I met through, uh, first time I saw him was actually through Instagram. I want to say it was when, oh man, it was probably two years ago, three years ago. And the thing that really drew me to him is we had a lot of similar goals and the stuff I saw him posting, whether it be on his stories or just the stuff he was posting on his IG was just his drive and dedication because I noticed that when he was younger, like he, he had haters, he had doubters. And through all that, he was able to persevere and get to the point where he's at now. And I know he's still hungry and he's nowhere where he wants to be. But he's done a lot. So without further ado, I'll let you introduce yourself real quick, bro. What's up, man? Uh, I'm Christian, but I usually go by Chris. Yes, he does. Uh, uh, man, yeah, but like, bro, just like, yeah, my whole like childhood, you know, just nothing but naysayers, dude. And growing up, I probably started taking basketball seriously around like sixth grade, but <clears throat> uh i was pretty much known as you know like how in elementary school you always got like the hoopers you know like oh yeah that's the best baffle player in the class and all that that was usually me but then in sixth grade i still remember his name bro seth williams and he went to <laughs> olympus high school and he was like he was like my you know like oh bro like mm, i can't nope you're not my guy uh yeah because he was like the guy who was better at baseball than i was so you know i did not like that and then, so, like, I started taking basketball really serious in sixth grade just because of him. And he probably doesn't even know who I am anymore, but I still remember his name and everything. I'll bet he knows but, who you are, bro. Yeah, bro. I don't know, man. Like, I like I like searching him on Instagram probably, like, a year ago, and I was like, should I follow him? No, no, I'm not going to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. But it was kind of – it's just kind of funny because, like, pretty much because of him I wouldn't be like doing what I'm doing now you know like it's kind of I just kind of think of that sometimes like you know if I didn't have this meeting with this person would I still be like doing what I am today or where would I be today and part of me feels like if it wasn't for him I probably still wouldn't be taking basketball as seriously as I am now just because of all the lessons that I've learned along the way but yeah I mean like pretty much thanks to him I am where I am today and so you know if he ever watches this, you know, thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, for real. We'll send this out to him. I'll make sure to DM. But yeah, bro. Okay, cool. And then, uh, yeah, so then after that, he went to another junior high. And then I went to Bonneville. And I was taking basketball very seriously. Like, I was watching Eric Thomas a lot. And he was saying, like, you got to, like, succeed as much as you want to breathe. And I took that literally. So I was like, you know, if I don't actually want it, this as bad as I want to breathe, then it's not for me. So then I really started to like, you know, go to like basketball practice, like 6 a.m., 5 a.m. Because you know, like kind of junior high, you would have those early morning practices. Did you ever I have do, those? yes. I did, yeah, 5.30. Yeah, so I would go like an hour early just to go shoot before the coaches showed up, but the janitors would be there. And then I'd see like – uh kids walk in they're like bro how long have you been here I'm like uh, not too long but you know in my head I'm like I've been here for like an hour <laughs> but yeah I don't know dude it's like I always worked super hard man and you know like high school uh was like a really hard year for me it was or not hard year but like my senior year was just a tough year for when it came to like high school basketball because uh just a lot was going on with like family and then I had a lot of injuries so my senior year, uh, it was supposed to be like a big year for me. I had a couple 
couples looking at me because my junior year, I didn't play really well. But then that summer heading into my senior year, I started playing really well. And Coach Brian, uh, he was the assistant coach at Slick, which is a D1 Juco. He was like, hey, you're like really good. We'll keep tabs on you. And then I had another school in, uh, it was like a D2 school in like Wyoming. And they were like, dude, like, yeah, you're pretty good. We'll like keep tabs on you on the season and stuff. And then uh, we were in one of these summer practices. We were like getting ready for a league. And I was like going up to get a steal and this dude headbutts me right here in the mouth. And I lose my two front teeth. Oh yeah, bro. And they're still <laughs> gone now. Cause I have like yeah. this little retainer thing, bro. Crazy dude. And that was then, part of the game, bro. It's part of the game. So then like, it is, man. but like, bro, like that was brutal. And then like, I had to like walk through school without two teeth. So like, I, you know, like, bro, it was tough, man. Like I wasn't like saying nothing. I was just like standing there like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I was the same. Why hasn't Chris yeah. talked for two months? What's going on? Well, bro, for real, like uh, it was just bad, bro. And then I had to get like three surgeries, and it was yeah, that wasn't fun. And then tryouts came, and then the day of tryouts, I third degree third degree ankle sprain my left ankle, and it was like all purple. And so then I missed the whole preseason of my senior year. And I played through it, which I wish I didn't because that really just messed everything up for me. And like, I still lack mobility in my ankles. Like now, like that's how bad it was. And I'm 20, almost 21 right now. And I really wish I didn't do that. And then, uh, so I practiced through, I didn't play any games. And then I think it was like the day I come back or it was like the second day, I third degree ankle sprained my other ankle, bro. My other ankle. Like, that's insane, bro. And so then I practically missed my whole, like, season. But then after that second sprain, I was like, okay, I have to, like, play some games because like, I had all these colleges. But then they all kind of, like, stopped hitting me up and stuff like that, which is fine. Like, I, I, I'd do the same thing if I was a coach pretty much. But, uh, yeah, so then, like, I was going through a really hard time. And then I was kind of like, bro, this, like, I'm, I might be done with basketball. Like, because, you know, like how when you're younger, you kind of think, okay, you got to play good in high school play good in college and then hopefully you can go on to play pro overseas but like that's kind of like mm -hmm. the system everybody thinks yeah so it's a mentality. Like, oh, like my, my high yeah like my high school career I averaged two points per game you know like that's trash bro like you can't do nothing with that so yeah bro and like I knew I was good because like bro like I was like, I knew I'm like, I'm good, bro. Like I knew I was good and I was like playing better than like my teammates and stuff, but like, I just wasn't there mentally. So, you know, senior year was just bad. And then I thought about quitting basketball. I probably quit for like a week and I was like, bro, this is so depressing. So then I just started like <laughs> getting back into the hoop again. And then that's kind of when I came up with the whole, we are our roses thing. Cause the only thing that was really getting me through that time. Have you ever seen that Powerade commercial with Derrick Rose? And yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. the Rose from Concrete. Bro, yeah. so I was I would like listen to that the whole day throughout school. And that's kind of like what got me through the day because like I was so depressed, bro. Like mad depression. Like I was just like, bro, like this. I didn't really even know what to do with like life anymore because I was just really depressed. And that's kind of what got me through that time. And I was like, you know what? Why not I kind of create something? For basketball players who were like me who didn't have the funds to go play basketball because I did get college offers but it wasn't a huge scholarship and 
coming from a single parent home, you know, we don't have the money to really spend like that. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I can't do that. Basketball's kind of off or college basketball's kind of off the list, but I was like, Hey, well, I don't want to give up because this is something I've been chasing my entire life, you know? So then after college basketball, uh, or then after those offers, I was like, Hey, well, how I'm hearing about all these guys like going overseas. Like you hear about like LaMelo, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go play overseas. Got I want to play cards. And I was like, huh, like, I don't know. I guess I kind of like look into that too. And I did, and it's totally doable. Cause like I was talking to this one guy, he played division two basketball. And he was saying how like, I was like player of the year, player of my conference. And I averaged like 24 points per game. He's like, I thought it'd be really easy to just go overseas, but it wasn't. And he said, I had to go to all these camps. And he said, if I didn't play college basketball, like I would still end up having to go to those camps. So I'm trying to think like, okay, well maybe it's a good thing I'm not playing college basketball because it seems like I'll have to do the same thing regardless, even if I did. So now I've just been going to a bunch of pro camps. I've gone to like three of them so far and I've been playing well. And last January, I got offered to go play in Belarus and it was like 5,000 euros a month and they'd pay for my housing and flight and food and transportation. So that was like a really good deal. But of course, you know, as a 20 year old, 19 year old, you know, you're not really prepared for those things. So I didn't even have my passport yet. And they wanted me to leave like, so like the next day. And I was like, yeah, sorry, dude, I don't even have my passport. So then that offer kind of went out the window. And then I was supposed to go to Spain this last summer for a summer league. And this summer league, apparently a lot of like college guys end up going pro from this league. It's kind of like the NBA summer league. It's kind of like that. You know, like how uh, players will go from playing on like the, their lower team. Then if they play well, they get called up to like the G League or on the NBA final roster. So it's kind of like that. But then they canceled that because it was for one of the lower pro leagues. So they didn't have the funds for it. And they didn't really want to like go into a whole bubble and all that. But yeah, bro, that's pretty much been my thing. I'm, right now, I'm still just trying to like go overseas with all this COVID stuff going on. It's been really hard, but it is what it is. Just got to keep moving forward, though. Exactly. That, that was a lot. So I want to dive into a lot of that stuff and break it down because you said a lot of crucial stuff that applies not just to basketball, but just in life. Uh -huh. So let's break it down. The first thing I want to ask is, yeah. you know, you talked about Seth in the beginning, right? So when you have a hater um, or someone mm -hmm. that's doubting you or telling you you can't do something, how for you personally – you kind of take a step back and be like, all right, it's about me. It's not about them and channel that energy to drive you and not make you, you know, depressed or quit. Right. Well, so like for me, my thing was I always wanted an arch nemesis, you know, like, you know, like how every good guy has like that one villain, like Batman had Joker mm -hmm. and like Spider-Man has like, so I always kind of thought of that the same thing all growing up. So Seth Williams was like my first arch nemesis. I was like, hey, I got to get better than this dude, bro. Like, I don't want I don't want him better than me the entire time, you know, my entire life and him just like always above me. So, you know, I feel like just having that competitive drive and just being like, this guy is better than me. Like, bro, you are not going to be better than me. You might be better than me right now, but in the future, like two years from now, bro, I'm no, no, it's not happening <laughs> at all. And I feel like part of that is just kind of like just having that mentality, man, of just being like, bro, like you're not, you're not, it's not happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I don't no, know. It's, it's like kind of hard to explain. No, I completely get it, bro. Yeah. It's that Kobe, it's that Kobe mentality. Like when I was younger, because I was in a similar spot, like I had so many kids hating on me, 
telling me I couldn't do it. And I was good, but I went through a similar situation. Mine was a little later down the road where when I was a junior, um, I got cut and I was asked to try out. I was better than a lot of those kids, but for one reason or another, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. You didn't know that? What? Are you serious? Yeah. No, yeah, bro. are you serious? So I played in junior high and then I didn't play my 10th grade year. Um, all I did was work out because I was like, this school sucks. It's a waste of time. So I just need to get better. I was like, I'm not where I need to be. So then junior year, I was a lot better. I was better than like probably 80% of the kids on the team. So I got asked to come out. I was more athletic than most of those kids. And I went out and I don't want to get into religion or anything like that. You know, the politics in Utah, but yeah. I was cut for one reason or another, not going to get into it. And bro, I was like, it was the most embarrassing thing ever. Cause I have all these kids in school. Like you're better than anyone on the team. Like you're this, you're that, you're this. And then you get cut. It's like, how do you take a step back and be like, well, how do I, you know, how do I deal with this? So what I did personally is like, as soon as I was cut, I didn't say anything disrespectful to the coach. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I was like, thank you. I appreciate it. I shook his hand and bro, I woke out. I just walked out of the gym with a grin on my face because mm -hmm. I knew he made a big mistake. So the first thing I did is I went to my car. I didn't cry. I didn't get emotional. I called my mom. I let her know. I called my dad. I let him know. And they were like trying to give me a pity party. I was like, no, I was like, I just got to work harder. So I went home and that's what I did, dude. Like for 11th, 11th to 12th grade, that's when I really started. Like I worked hard before that, like you did, but that's when I really took that Kobe mentality and I was working out like two, three times a day, every single day. Everything was basketball, no parties, no drinking, no girls, nothing. Um, if it didn't involve me getting better in basketball, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, so 11th to 12th grade, that's when I made this that's big crazy. leap. Yeah, bro. That's when I made a big leap, and I got a lot more athletic. I took my vertical from a 26 to a 38, and uh, I just got better, bro. I did ball handling every single day. I got up shots every single day. I just grinded. But I, I was the same as you. You know, I was coming from a single-parent household. Mm -hmm. My parents are split, and neither of them could really fork out a bunch of money for me to train. So I just had to get it on my own. And that's what I did from 11th mm. to my, uh, till I was 19 until I got offers. I just, I would save up money from work. I was working two jobs. I would work out two, three times a day. And then finally, when I was 18, I got a trainer, Aaron Dotson. I'm sure you know Aaron. And that was, uh, uh, I do not think so, actually. All right, I'll send you to him later. But <laughs> that was my guy. And then Colin Terry, too, who was a slick, he helped me out a lot. But other than that, I just, I did what you do, or I just study, I look at film, I break it down, I slow it down, and then I would take notes, figure out what I needed to do, figure out my weak points. And bro, from 11th grade to 12th grade is when I got really good, and then everyone took notice. I was better. I'm saying this right now. I'm a confident person like you are. I was better than anyone in that school. I didn't play that year either. They asked me to come out, and I gave them a big old middle finger. I was like, fuck you, you cut me last year. And I was like, I'm going to go get this on my own. I <laughs> promise I was like, I promise you, I'm going to go to college. I was the only one out of that school that went and played in college. None of those kids on the team made it That's anywhere. Dope, yeah, and that was huge for me, bro. That's and it wasn't, dope. yeah, it wasn't for me to be arrogant, but it was just for me to prove a point. Like, I can do whatever I put my mind to, and I don't care if you cut me. I don't care if people told me I couldn't do it. I just silenced everything out. And I don't know if you felt this way. I want to mm -hmm. ask you because in high school, bro, everyone thought that I was weird because I was so dedicated. Like, I would bro, get asked. They all I would, <laughs> weirdo, dude. Weirdo, bro. And I would get asked to a dance, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't go." And they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "I'm gonna be in the gym." And they're like, "What?" And I just bro, got the. Bro, that was me, dog. <laughs> I got I got the weirdest looks, and people, even my friends, bro, that hooped, they didn't get it. 
they were like, no, we're going to go. We're going to party. We're going to have a fun time. I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I know where I want to go. It doesn't involve those things. And it was just the weirdest concept for people. And they would put me down for it, bro. But it was like, for me, that's a reflection of them because they're jealous that they don't have that drive and that dedication. So they're going to take it out on you. So it's their own insecurities for sure. But it was still hard for me. I was like, man, like people are like, you know, befriending me. They don't even want to be my friend anymore because I, I have a goal. Like it didn't make sense to me. It didn't line up. So I don't know if you felt that that's way. Same. I'll let you talk on it. Bro, I had to, bro, same exact, like, dude, I had girls thinking I was gay. <laughs> I say, like, bro, bro, I swear to you, no joke, bro. no joke. I swear to you, I've had multiple say that. They're like, he must be gay. I'm like, no, I'm just dedicated. Bro, I'm not gay, bro. Like, I'm yeah. not. I'm just dedicated to my craft, and I want to put this this valuable time of mine into something that's important to me. I feel you, dude. The exact same thing. I had, bro, like, everything you just said was, like, it's that exact reflection. <laughs> like, yes. the exact same thing was going through me, bro. Like no, yeah. no parties, no girls, nothing. Nothing. Just, even my parents, man. Even my parents were like, you need to like chill. And I'm like, no, like you don't get it. <laughs> and, you know, I think sometimes I did burn real, myself dude. out. I would burn myself out a little bit. And even my mom would be mm -hmm. like, she'd watch me on the couch after I was done with three workouts watching Kobe. She's like, what is wrong with this kid? And I was like, now she's super grateful. And she's like, <laughs> She's like, <laughs> she, she actually told me, this is really sad, but a good moment when Kobe passed, she's like, she cried because she's like, I remember you sitting on the couch and watching him for hours. And she's like, I remember the dedication that he helped have for you. And I was like, man, like, I didn't even remember that. I was like, that's crazy. So for me, that was really touching, but no, bro, that's, that's what I'm saying is like, when I saw your Instagram, I knew like above and beyond basketball, just what kind of person you were because you work hard in anything that you do. But I think basketball can teach that skill. And I know it did for me. I brought that over to everything that I've done, whether it be weightlifting or, you know, studying for business, just anything, bro. I don't know if you feel the same way. No, easily, dude. Like, I'm trying to create, like, a little training brand for basketball because, like, you know, basketball doesn't last forever, of course. Mm -hmm. you know? But I like, bro, I've started my own clothing brand. Like, I have, like, I have a manufacturer in India, bro, like. I've like really been working, like not some like little thing, like bro, these dudes like are for companies. Like I've been really working. Like I got this whole thing of goals right on my wall right here, 2020 goals. And I have almost every single one of them done except for like four of it, you know? So like, I have bro. been working, dude. Like, I love that. Yeah, like bro, it's great stuff. Like bro, I don't even know, man, but I'm just excited for life though in the future. That's for sure, you know? We don't know what's no, going to happen, but I think that's a great part of that is it excites you. Oh, I agree. And it's like, people always ask me, why are you so happy? I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to live tomorrow. You know what I mean? So like, there's no reason to be sad today. Like, let me just do everything I can to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I, I know people mm -hmm. get depressed and people have, you know, chemical imbalances and I get that side of it. But when people aren't doing everything they can to be happy, I just don't get it. I'm like, you get, you get, you get one of these things, but talk, right. I, I know you said you have your goals written down. I, my whole room is goals, bro, but <laughs> I want you to talk about it a little bit so people can hear it from someone else. But what for you is like, uh, how do you set goals? But like, also what are some of your daily habits and routines? Because as you know, if you habit stack and you like the compound effect of that over time makes a huge difference. Right. 
So, man, like, so my goals, like, right now, of course, you know, to play professional basketball, that's, like, my main goal every day. That's, like, at the top of my head. But, bro, I have – so I kind of – in my goal board over here, I kind of broke it into categories. So I have business. I have kind of just random goals. And I have basketball goals. And I got, like, social goals. So so for, like, my business goals, I put, like, my clothing brand – to a manufacturing company, to a printer, uh, train two kids a month kind of thing, get up a website up, which I have done all of those things. So like for random, I got like so, socialize more, uh, surround yourself with people who can better you. And for like business, I got sell two things of clothing every month kind of thing. And for social, uh, go help homeless for Thanksgiving, that kind of stuff. Hey, there you go. That's cool. And I like my, yeah, like my everyday routine, bro. So like today was different because Sunday is more of like a chill day for me. But like on a normal day, I wake up around 5.30 or 6 and I'd go head to my first workout and I'd work out for about two hours. So from like 6.15 to like 8.15 and then I go home and I'll chill and rest and I'll watch basketball, watch some film, uh, get some protein in and carbohydrates. And then I'll do like a little kind, kind tiny rehab thing, kind of just to get my muscles uh, ready for my next workout. And I'll go to my next workout, which is usually around like 11 or 11.30 to 12. And I'll work out another two hours. Then after that, I usually have to go straight from there to work. And then I work for four or five hours. And then after work, I go straight to the gym again. And that's usually every day, bro. Like that's, that's every day, <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> I think it's important for people to hear that, bro, because a lot of people think they're working hard, but like, what are you comparing it to? And that was always my thing. Like, what am I comparing myself to? Because if you look around, like, especially in high school, even in college, bro, I looked at the kids around me and I was like, you know, they like, <laughs> I don't want to point out any names, but someone that thought they were really working hard and they were pretty good, to be honest with you. But he was like, oh, I'm working so hard. And I'm like, bro, you're in the gym for like one hour. And that's like every other day. I'm like, you're not working hard. And I just don't think people have any context. They don't really know what to compare it to. So for me, I just looked at the best athletes mm -hmm. in the world or the best business people in the world. And that's what I compare myself to. But right. I think it's important for people to understand, like, understand it took them a long time to get to where they're at. So don't compare your current self to them that took years and years and years to perfect, but strive for their work ethic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which which was exactly, crucial for bro. me. Like so. my thing. Right. Yeah. Like I always just mimicked Kobe, bro. Like I was watching this interview and he was saying how like if you wake up early, you can get more stuff done throughout the day. I was like, bro, that's fact. Why didn't I think about that? That's like the most like common thing to think about. And so we simple. always have the hardest time as human beings. It's the simplest thing, bro, but we all but as human beings, we have the hardest time doing it. Yeah. And I think that's crazy. Like it's the simplest things that we have the most struggle with. And everybody's yeah. kind of like looking for this crazy blueprint like yeah dude i gotta get with this trainer and he's gonna like hook me up to this weird machine like bro no bro like <laughs> just do the simplest thing and for real like that's really and it be, like and be consistent with training it. basketball like, consistency bro that's it like that's it bro, for basketball so i used to kind of have a hard time that's it like i used to have a really hard time like dribbling the basketball and i kind of took a dedication to say, okay, I'm just going to spend 15 minutes every single day and just dribble the basketball. Like, it doesn't have to be crazy hard. It can be kind of just like one hand, kind of just chilling, or it can be some fancy stuff, whatever. 
just 15 minutes every day dribbling the basketball. And I did that. And like three, four months later, bro, like that, I was like shifty, bro. Like I have this video on YouTube and it was like kind of like a before and after. And everybody's like, bro, what'd you do to get your handle better? I'm like, I just dribbled 15 minutes every day. They're like, you're lying. Like, what did you actually do? I'm like, I just dribbled 15 minutes every day. Every single day. Like, well, like what drills did you do? Every day. I'm like, what? He's like, what like moves and drills did you do? I'm like, I just dribbled. Like, I wasn't like thinking. I was just kind of just doing my thing. And like, I just think it's crazy, bro. Like, Something like that simple, like just kind of just take the taking that kind of like example and putting it into life into other things that you're like, uh, like you want to strive for, like, bro, it's just it's so it's the simplest stuff, dude. Like, that's the biggest problem, to, like, though. Really, like, <laughs> like to articulate it to your point, I think a lot of people like they have a goal, right? Say they want to be a doctor or they want to be a professional athlete, and they're like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And they go through all the things that could go wrong in their head. So they just don't even start it. It's like, even if it's 15 oh, minutes, like you, like just start and be consistent with it. And then you can build on that. Like it, it doesn't have to be some crazy thing. You don't have to have the best technique or the best clothes or the best shoes, like start. And then you can get those things just later start. down the road. Just start. Bro. I tell people that all the time. And I, I took that to social media too. I was like, when I started, I was like, man, I have no followers. No one knows who I am. Like this sucks. <laughs> I was like, this sucks, bro. <laughs> but I just, yeah, but now you got a good following. I feel like I got a decent following too. So I'm super grateful for that. But like the common denominator there is working hard and staying consistent. And I, you know, you and I both are like nowhere where we yeah. want to be, but we made quantum leaps. Yeah. Yeah. That's been a big thing for me. Like people always tell me, like, I feel like I know you, even though I've never met you. That's how I felt with you too, because like you're authentic and you're real and you're genuine. Real. So if you do that, that's always my message to people. Like, how can I grow? And I'm like, be you, be honest and admit your faults too. Like if you don't do something well, talk about it. Like people, if you humanize yourself, people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Exactly, bro. Everybody's just trying to be perfect. And you uh, know, there's no such thing as perfect. No, sir. Especially now our world is far from perfect. Believe you me. But uh, real quick, I want For you to real, talk yeah. about, um, how do you, like, if you're, you know, almost 21, right? If you take 21-year-old Chris and you look mm -hmm. back at, like, junior year or senior year Chris, how do you feel like you've changed? Like, how have you matured, both on the court and off? Dude, insane, man. Like, my junior year, I was a humble guy, and like, I was super dead. I, bro, like, I've changed a lot because now I've kind of taken – so before, I was really, like, all basketball, bro. Like 100%. My whole day was just basketball oriented. Now I'm kind of more of like a family man. You know, I spend more time with my family. And, you know, it's okay to go out and have fun, but you got to make sure you get stuff done first. And I didn't realize that. I do now, being where I am now. Like I now realize as long as you get your stuff done that you had for that day, it's okay to have fun. But before I was like, no, what's fun? I don't even know what that means. You know, I can't even spell fun. I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, but now I'm like, okay, it's okay to have fun. Like, you can go out and go hang out with some friends and, you know, for a good two hours. Go, go to the movies, bro. Like, that's okay. But just make sure you just get your stuff done. And that's kind of, I think that's the biggest thing that I've matured about from junior year me to 20-year-old me now. Dude, that's like, literally, I don't know. I think we have the same brain. I think we share it. I'm not going to lie. Because I feel like in the past, <laughs> oh my God. 
Bro, I swear, like, we think the exact same. From, like, 19 to 21, that's been my biggest change is, like, I still work really hard. Mm-hmm. I have a, all my goals set. I get everything done that I need to do most of the time. And if I don't, I'm really hard on myself. But if I don't do those things, I don't allow myself to have mm-hmm. fun. But I still do have fun. Like, I try and make time to hang out with my friends or spend time with family or just go up the canyon. Like, for me, I'd struggle with anxiety pretty bad. So like I need to go for a drive or do something fun or go hiking, mm-hmm. but that's been a big thing for me because I was the same way. I was like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I can't, I can't have fun. And now I'm like, no, nah, it's important. Like you need to smile, yeah. laugh, and and be around people too, right? So that's been for a real. big thing for me. So I love that, bro. Mental health, bro. Yeah, it's it's been huge. It's yeah, you just gotta make sure you're healthy mentally, like for real. Like before, I was all kind of like physically, like as long as you're good physically, you know, as long as you get your workouts in, you're fine. But like, no, bro, like you got to like make sure you're good mentally. Like if you need a little break and just like listen to music for an hour because you're mentally not there, that's totally okay. Do it, man. Mental health is like far more important than physical health. But they're both, you know, they're both there. Yin and yang, you know. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, it needs to be a balance. Um, So when you look at these younger kids, you know, I know you have a lot of kids looking up to you. Um, Even older people too, bro, that like want to be in your situation where you're striving for this stuff. You're working extremely hard. What is your message to those younger kids or even, like I said, the kids that are your age? Never give up easily. No matter what happens, just keep going. Because I feel like that's kind of the thing that separates, you know, people who achieve their goals and people who don't is that, you know, Nipsey also kind of had a great way of saying it. He's like, you know, I didn't have any of this planned out. I just kept going and I never gave up. That was it. And I feel like for most people, they end up giving up. Like there was this one guy on Instagram. He was like becoming a trainer. He's like trying to train kids. And I was following. I was like, okay, dude, like you're doing your thing. Keep it up. And he really started growing. Like he was growing clients. He was growing the social media platform. And then out, out of nowhere, he's like, hey, I'm going to drop my training program. And I'm not going to do this anymore. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, you were literally doing so good. Just because you didn't get to a million followers, like you see all these other trainers on Instagram doesn't mean you're not succeeding it's baby steps bro and I didn't like I kind of told him that he was like no bro like it's really just not for me and I'm like okay all right bro but I feel like like if you just kept going bro like just think about it this was two years ago if he if you if this was two years ago when he quit if he kept going till right now imagine where he would be like yeah because he went from having zero clients to having like 30 to 40 clients in like a year so imagine two years later he would he would be huge yeah who knows man that he quit yeah that's all it is no it's it's a super simple message but like you said that simplicity makes huge changes in people's lives but they just don't want to do it exactly i love that message bro like keep putting that out honestly it's it's helped so many people like i go on your page all the time and people are like they look up to you so much bro and you're just a, like setting the example. So people can look at that and be like, okay, one person can do it. Why can't I? It's amazing. That's why I've always liked exactly. your message. That's, that's all I'm trying to do, bro. That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. That's, that's, that's it. Yeah. No, I love it. So for you, uh, last couple of questions. Like, what do you feel? People always ask me, like, how are you so motivated? And I think motivation is shit. I don't really like motivation. I think being driven is a different thing. <laughs> Uh, because if you're motivated, that only lasts so long, as you know, like, you know, if you always have to look for something external to motivate you, you're not doing the right thing. So for me, it's, it's, 
anchoring mm-hmm. in your whys and you know having a reason for what you're doing mm-hmm. and you got to love what you're doing if you're not willing to do it and not get paid you're not doing the right thing that's what i tell people so what do you feel like for you is your why like what drives you dude kids i have a lot of younger generational people who are looking up to me and i feel like if i give up on my dream i'm showing them to give up on theirs so that's kind of what pushes me to keep going every day you know like i have one younger kid he's really into cameras and i would invite him to come do photo shots with me of course i have way higher up like guys who are more professional at this but i'll bring him to come photoshop for my brand for the clothing that i'm coming out because i want to see him grow and i want him to get more experience and like when he'll be like yeah so like what would i do here i'll be like hey when you you know you do this do this do this because i've kind of seen it with my own eyes so my why is just like just keep motivating the youth and to show an example through what i'm driven in so my thing right now is basketball and creating my brand which every day my day is prioritized by those things. Is by basketball and my brand. So when it comes to the youth, I try to show them, hey, my whole day is planned out for this, for what I'm trying to achieve. You should be doing the same thing. And that's kind of what I try to show by setting an example through myself. And that's what keeps me driven. Amazing, man. I hope someone can take something from that because there's a lot to take from that. And I think people really struggle with like, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? And sometimes maybe that means you're doing the wrong thing. Other times you could be doing the right thing. You just need to understand like, you know, what that means for you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So hopefully people take something from that. But last question, bro, this is the one where I try and catch people off guard because I want you to be like, just come from the heart. So without further ado, if you knew you were going to die tomorrow and today was the only day you had left, how would you live it? And what would be your final message to the people that you love? I'll just spend time with my family and just do what they love to do and to see them smile. So, like, you know, just like the weird Uno card games and just getting competitive with that. I'd probably be doing playing games with that. And I would just, I don't know, dude, that's tough, man. But I would definitely spend time with people that I love and the people who have done a lot for me. And I would just, have like one last meal with them. I don't know, dude. And just get into a conversation. I don't know. That's a tough one, dude. Wow, that's that's a tough one. Thanks, but just bro. spend time with loved ones, man. That's, that's the biggest one. Yeah, no, I love that. I actually, for the people that, you know, I came up with that, well, I didn't like originate that question, but I try and ask myself that every morning if I meditate or even just like if I'm, you know, doing whatever I'm doing like the first thing in the morning or somewhere before I start my day, I try and ask myself that so that I know walking into the day, like how would I treat people if this is the last day I was on this earth? And I think you realize the little things like, oh, I should mm-hmm. do this, I should not do that. But I think it just gives you perspective. Perspective is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But For real, dude, I, you meditate, bro? Yeah. And I'm not as consistent oh with it as I used to I be, can. but <laughs> I do meditate. Yeah. Okay, good, man. Meditation's huge, bro. Like, I just Super started important. doing that probably, like, a month or two ago. For real. And, like, I've, like, changed, man. No, I'm, like, way huge. more calm. Me too, bro. And when I don't do it, I notice a huge difference. For I real. feel like... Exactly, dude. I feel, like, foggy. But, um, 
Awesome, man. Thank you for, really, you you for coming foggy. on. Bro. For me, I feel like super rushed. Yeah, my bad. My, no, you're good. Yeah, no problem, Go bro. Ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you want to say something? Bro, when I meditate, though, I feel like, yeah, when I meditate, though, I feel like I'm super rushed. You know, like if I don't meditate, I feel like I'm rushed. But when I do, like I feel like more calm throughout, my, throughout the day. Yeah. Bro, I could continue this conversation for like the next three hours. But with that being said, we're going to. We're going to keep That's talking. I'll, talk. I'll, I'll probably have you on again. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure people are going to love this. But thank you to you, bro, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I think people are going to take a ton of stuff from this. So I look forward to having you on again. And obviously, we're going to keep talking off camera. But uh, do you want to plug your social media real quick so people can go check you out? Hello. Um, yeah, it's at We Are All Roses. We W E A R E A L L R O S E S. Perfect. You can go check them out. On YouTube. Oh yeah, what's the YouTube? We Are All Roses. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. That's smart man. He knows how to brand right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir.